The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits. Jim Edwards here for episode 19 of the MMA Gym podcast and well guys what can I say this is almost becoming a weekly occurrence this is almost becoming something you can actually rely on being able to listen to every week whatever the case today I've got some great guests I've got UFC welterweight sensation Darren Till who talking to me about 2018 his plans for then and also giving me a little update on whether UFC Liverpool is going to go ahead. Darren also has some comments on all the people calling him out on social media right now. And he also talks to me about Conor McGregor and some of his recent behaviour and what the difference is between him and the UFC lightweight champion. Also joining me today, I've got Carl Donaldson, who takes on Aaron Chalmers at Bama 33 on December 15th in Newcastle. Uh, we don't really know that much about Carl, but today he gives me a bit of background information on himself and how he came into the sport and how he came about getting this fight with Aaron on December 15th. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, if you have any feedback, you can find me on social media at MMA underscore Jim. We'll start off by talking to Darren Tucker. Yeah. So, uh, Darren, tell me what you've been up to, mate. I've seen you've been travelling all over the world in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've just fucking, just been enjoying me win, going to do a few <coughs> business deals and that, travelling, enjoying a bit of life before Christmas, before next year, mate, before I have a few fights next year. So, yeah, I've just been chilling, but I've still been training very hard. I never stop training. I'm always training. Where, whereabouts have you been, and I guess where, where is the favourite place you've been to? Well, I just got back last week from Dubai, and that's probably up there, mate. That's probably one of the the best places I've been on air. It's, it's a it's a breathtaking it's a breathtaking sight. I was in New York before that. That was the same breathtaking, but that Dubai is unreal, mate. It's just it's like a money place, but not like millions or billions, like trillions. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> You know, um, well, so much as uh, water has passed under the bridge since that big win in Poland. So I, I guess how's life kind of changed for you and has it all kind of settled down again now? Well, <laughs> well before the fight, I was an unknown. No guy wanted to fight me. And now it seems like every welterweight in the world wants to fight me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just taking it with a pinch of salt, to be honest, mate. <laughs> When when you kind of look at the year ahead, I guess, uh, is there any sort of date that you want to return? Like, everyone's very anxious to see you back in the octagon. Well, I wanted to fight before the end of the year, but my coach told me to have a break now and just enjoy and sit back and enjoy, uh, like, a successful year, you know. Obviously, Usman was without a fight with uh, Emil Meek, mm. and he was calling me out, and, you know... If, 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 if my coach would have let me, I would have had the fight. But I wasn't really in the gym as much. Like, you know, I wasn't really with a fight in mind, a fight. So, you know, we can leave that fight for next year if he wants to fight me. That's the that's a fight I want because, you know, he, obvi- he obviously thinks that the whole world of his vision scared of him. And, you know, he thinks he's the best. And he is a really good grappler, I give it to him. But that's a fight I want to go in there and prove that I can just knock him out some more now. So, 
you know, next year, whether it be, you know, March or what in London, I'd like the UFC to just give me the hardest fight in the welterweight division. You know, people say that I'm just a striker. Mm. But, you know, if I come up against a grappler, you're going to see me grappling skills as well. You know, I shrug Cerrone's takedowns off like they were not. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it without another high-level grappler. You know, so I, I, I'm not scared of anyone, anyone in the top ten, anyone even outside the top ten, you know. Yeah. I don't, I've always said I don't really care about rankings, you know. So, you know, Gunnar Nelson was calling me out. He's like 16. You know, I'd fight him. I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, no, like we were saying, that so many of the guys uh, in and outside of the top 15 have been calling you out out recently. You, you just said there that you're willing to take a fight with anyone, but is there is there anyone you kind of look at and say, you know, that that's the guy, that's the one I want? Well, I did want the Wonderboy fight because I thought it'd be an excellent matchup, you know, with him being such a high-level striker. Um, myself thinking and knowing I'm the best striker in the UFC, you know, it would have been an exciting matchup in, in my hometown or wherever it be. It would have just been a great fight, but his dad doesn't think I. His dad thinks I don't deserve the, 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 to fight him. Wonderboy's said he's injured, so you know mm. that fight's that fight's not really there anymore, is it? You know, so you know anyone else? I don't care. You know, Masvidal, Colby, Usman, Perry. If he wins against Santiago, Santiago if he beats Perry. Yeah. Fight them all, mate. <laughs> they can all they can all bring it as they say. So um, l- let's rewind a bit because a few weeks ago there was that all that confusion I guess with Dana saying that you, he was taking a show to Liverpool and that you were going to fight Wonder Boy. Like wh- where were you kind of at in all of this? Where had, did you know of what he intended to do or what he wanted to do? No, like I knew that the UFC wanted to make the Liverpool card happen in February. I, I knew that, but. I woke up the, the, that morning with the same news as everybody else. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't in the know as much as the next person. Like Dana just said that, it, you know, he obviously got excited about the matchup and excited about me. Mm. You know, being I don't know whether the hottest welterweight in the world at the moment. And you know, he he blurted it out, and one of the boys' dad came back and said, "No, the fight's not happening." This, that, the other. So you know. That, that's how it went, mate. I didn't really know anything. And I wish it could have happened. And I don't know Dana's really pushing for the Liverpool card. So, you know, let's just see what happens next year. But I know that they've got big things in store for me. So I know next year's going to be a big year. For sure. And obviously, everyone really wants to see that Liverpool card. Like, what what is the latest on that? Have you had talks with Dana about that? Is it something, like you were just saying, they do really want? Well, no, I sent Dana a message, you know, just, you know, thanking him for the the opportunities and, you know, to be a part of the organisation, which I am really proud mm. to go out there and represent myself, my team and the UFC. And, you know, I, I know that he wants to push for it. So, you know, next year, I know that there's two two other dates in, in England that the UFC have booked. So let, let's let's just hope and pray and, you know, let's hope for a Liverpool card and them other two dates. And if it means waiting, I, I'll wait. I, you know, I, I'm in no rush. My, my fate and my destiny is sealed. I already know what I'm going to be. There's no rush. I'm only 24, 25 in four weeks, in three weeks, sorry. So, you know, mm. yeah. no rush. Yeah, no, no, no rush at all. Um, now, now that's kind of been checked, I guess, for perhaps later on in the year, is that London card, um, you know, an attractive one for you? Is that one you'd like to get on? Yeah, it, it really is, mate, because, you know, obviously Bisping's going to have his retirement fight, uh, you know, so obviously, you know, I think he, he's possibly going to be main event. They make me a co-main, mate. That's that's great as well. I, I haven't fought for the UFC in London yet, so I, I'm happy enough to do that in March. 
But if the UFC say no, we're going to make an April date for Liverpool, or we're going to make like a July date. So I'm, I'm happy enough to wait as well. Mm. I'll save me balls off next year up to that fight, and then you know, let's see who they bring to fucking get massacred. <laughs> well, what is day day to day life like for you at the moment back in Liverpool? Are more people recognising you, and more people coming up to you? Yeah, yeah everyone everyone's recognising. Everyone's coming to me. I love it, mate. I'm just living in the moment. It, not taking too much for granted because you know, at one point. You're on a high, and then one put you on a low. Lights full of highs and lows. So I'm just, I'm happy now when people spot me for focus. I, I was in Dubai in the streets before stopping me for focus. So it just truly shows wow. how big the UFC is and how big, you know, my name's become. And you know, day to day life. I wake up, I train, I have some food, I train again, and I go and chill, mate. So I'm, you know, when I'm traveling, you know, I, I love a good beer. I go, I like to go out and party. It's Christmas now. I'm enjoying myself, but it's just a chill lifestyle, mate. Don't take that for granted. No, not at all. And I guess, you know, you, you've had uh, difficulties in the past, so you must be really kind of reveling in this kind of moment right now. Like, when, when, when you live, like, day-to-day uh, -day at the weekends and stuff, are you watching the UFC? Are you watching all these fights? Did you see UFC 218 this past weekend? Uh, I watch clips, mate, but no, I don't really watch it that much. It's not disrespect or whatever. I just don't watch it, mate. Mm. I just don't watch it. People say, oh, you should be studying the next opponent. I don't give a fuck, mate. I'm the greatest fighter alive. I don't need to, I don't need to study them bastards. Them bastards need to study me. I am the greatest fighter alive. So, um, you know, next year, have you kind of set the goals for yourself in terms of, I don't know, I want to fight three times or I want to make it here or I want to be the champion by the end of the year? What's that kind of plan look like? Well, yeah, three times next year is good for me. You know, three times. So uh, if I had two fights next year and not two opponents, I'll, the third fight's, obviously going to be for the title so whoever the title holder be at that point I can see it being Woodley then, then that's the fight that, that's the Anfield fight in Liverpool there's, there's no other fight and then you know as I've said my my fate and my destiny is sealed I, I will be champion there's, there's, there's not no one who can stop me from being champion they, they know that they know that they know it when I say it I don't lie when I say it I don't, I don't disbelieve what I say I, I know I'm going to be champion it's just a matter of time that's why I don't need to rush I'm only, a, I'm only a kid, as they say. I'm only just a young kid. But I'm a fucking vicious young kid, let me tell you. What about the rest of your teammates as well? Because there seem to be quite a number of guys at Team Kabon that kind of coming up on the rails, I guess. Mike Grundy's obviously one of them. But what about the other guys that you train with? Do you, do you think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them next year as well? Oh, most definitely. We've got, a, we've got a small knit team. It's not the biggest team in the world, but we're all... We're all very, we're all very loyal, and we believe in every each and every one of ourselves. You know, we've got Michael Grundy, we've got Tom, Tom Aspinall, Chris Stringer, Ali McLean. We've got a few others who've been travelling over. It's a, it's a tightly knit teammate, and you're going to see a lot more of us. You know, they're all on a high. You know, obviously, I, I broke, I, I broke us out there a bit at the moment. You know, but it's not down to me, mate. It's down to the whole team. It's down to, it's, it's through years and years of hard work and all them people being close and loyal to you, you know, that's, that's what it's, it's you, don't get to, you don't get to this position on your own, mate, you just got to remember that, you, this isn't like a, a, a this isn't, a, obviously I'm the only person fighting in the octagon, but it's not like a, it's not like I'm just in there on my own, everyone else has mm. played a vital part in this shit as well. And it's Colin Noah still uh, keeping you in check, I guess? Colin always keeps me in check, mate, I get a slap here, I get a slap there, but that's, that's how it should be, just so I never ever get, you know, too big for me boots or, or, or high on myself or thinking I'm this and I'm that. So every time Colin gives me a slap, it's to keep me in check. And, you know, that that's what I like, mate. It, it's, as I say, he's not just a coach. He, he coaches me through life. So 
it's just good to have him by my side because I know with him by my side, I can never do any wrong. When you um, kind of look at this uh, 170 division, then are, are there any kind of, I guess, dream fights that you can think of? I mean, GSP's now back in the mix. Tyron's obviously been a very, um, you know, he's been he's been a champion that's defended his belt a lot of times, not like many others. So, but when you look at them, it, like who, who's the who's the main who's the main guy you want? Uh, mate, so I, I'm just have to be totally honest with you. I really don't care. Uh, I, they should be thinking about me as the dream fight because another one or two fights, I'm the name of MMA. I, I know that. That's what's going to happen. You know, uh, Connor's off doing his own thing now. He's, he's, he's not fighting anymore, is he? What, what, what's he doing? Who, who is there? Who is there that believes in himself enough and that's got enough skill? There's no one else, mate. Mm. No, one's, no one's made as big as a leap of I've made just after one fight because people know and people see and people believe. So, you know, there's no dream fight for me. I'm, I'm the dream fight now. After another one or two guys fall fall at my feet, I'm, I'm the guy in MMA. That's how it's going to be. And all these fighters as well in the UFC can hate on me. I see some of them sometimes tweeting about me. They can hate on me. But I don't give a fuck what they say. I just believe in myself. I've got a goal. I just want to be the champion. I want to be the greatest fighter alive. So fucking hate on that, you pieces of shit. I don't give a fuck what they say. And if you've got something to say, come and fight me because I'm not fucking scared of no one, mate. Not a fucking person. They want to throw down with me. I will fucking throw down with anyone. When you look at, I guess, what Conor McGregor's kind of been up to recently, like, we, we, we don't know the full story, and I say that to everyone. We, we see what we see on social media, but we see some of his actions and stuff. But do you see, um, I guess, some mistakes that he's potentially made in a position that you, you could kind of work up to very realistically in the next year? And do you kind of take that on board? I can be bigger than Connor, but the difference between me and Connor is I've got people around me to slap me into place mm. if I get out of hand. As I said about Colin, you know, Connor's been doing what he's been doing. He's causing trouble. He's, you know, he's, we obviously don't know the full story, but he's fighting in clubs and he's, he's fighting with referees. My coach would never let me do that. I get slapped back into place. So, you know, I, I don't know the people he's got around him, but someone needs to tell him to calm down a bit. That's how I see it, you know. He, he, we can't disrespect what he's done in sports in, in MMA, he's the biggest name he's done what he's done total fucking respect for that but you know, what's he doing right now he's he, destroying his legacy a bit mm. is there no one around him to say, can you stop that give him a slap, because I know if it was my coach my coach would fucking slap my face off and there's not a thing I could do about it and when I guess when you when you look at the next few weeks ahead for you and Christmas, is, is that something you're going to be enjoying? What's kind of the plan you got there? Are you going to be at home? I'm going to be at home. January, I go to see my daughter in Brazil. Can't wait for that. But I'm going to be at home with friends and family. I'm going to be having so much food. I'm going to become a big heavyweight, big gorilla heavyweight. I'm going to have a drink. And then I'm going to get ready for 2018 just to knock a few more people out, which is what I love doing, mate. That is the plan right now. It's very simple. <laughs> What's the weight right now, Darren? Oh, it's good, mate. It's very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. So um, I, I guess um, th this might be the last time I speak to you before the end of the year. So I, I guess what was yeah. kind of the message out there to your fans who are kind of eagerly awaiting kind of the, the next news on when you're going to be back or when, what your next kind of adventure is? Just, just believe in me. Just believe in me as I believe in myself. If, if I've got fans out there, you know, just know that I'm the most humble person you could ever meet. Uh, I'm just one of the lads from the streets. Just, just believe in me as I believe in myself. And, and we're going to go far together for, for all the, the fans who are loyal there to me and they want to see me rise to the top. Just, just believe 
just wait, just have patience, and we'll do it together. Don't worry about that. I, I, your belief will drive me on as much as my belief drives me on. That's the only message I want to send, mate. Great stuff, man. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting 2018. I can't wait to see it, and uh, I appreciate your time today, mate. Thanks very much, Jim. Good to speak to you, mate. Wanna take a piece? Come and equip with some shit. Niggas just can't believe. I pull a trick from my sleeve. Kamikaze, I'm all over that nigga. So there we go. That was my conversation with uh, Darren Till earlier today and uh, very fascinating things that he had to say about the rest of the welterweight division um, and how they should be asking for a fight with him, not vice versa. And I, I really get his point right now. He does seem to be one of the hottest commodities at 170 pounds. It's uh, incredible to think that really, considering the depth of that division and the quality that it has. But Darren Till is just one of those names that people want to surround themselves with now. He's got a lot of hype coming off that uh, Donald Cerrone win. And uh, I, I think hype is maybe the wrong word. I think, you know, this guy is very legitimate. And when he talks about being the best fighter in the world, I've asked and probed away at him on this. And what's the driver of that? And it's just the, the single thing of self-belief. Um, I don't think he tells people that he's the best fighter in the world to um, create an impression on them. I think he's just speaking from the heart. And I honestly believe that he does believe he is the best fighter in the world. And Believing in yourself is a massive, massive obstacle in this game and it'll only lend itself well to him later down the line. I'm really fascinated to see where the UFC puts him next. I hope it's in England. Um, just, uh, I think it would be really good for him, for his profile uh, in UK MMA, not just expanding his name uh, further outwards. I think there's still a, jo a few jobs to be done in terms of getting a few of the big media outlets him on side with him and I think um, being a big part of whether it's a UFC London card or headlining his own UFC Liverpool card later in the year I think that will only you know go hand in hand with him doing that so there was Darren uh, the next uh, interview coming up is as I said with Carl Donaldson who will take on Aaron Chalmers on December 15th um, hopefully this will give you a bit more background information on Carl and where he's kind of come from and how he got this fight with Aaron. Again, it's a, it's another intriguing, intriguing conversation that I've got on our hands here and I, I hope you really enjoy it. So here we go. Here's Carl Donaldson. Carl, congratulations on, uh, I guess, getting the call for the fight at Bama 33 against Aaron Chalmers. Um, obviously, we don't know too much about you, so can you kind of give us some background information of how you got into the sport and how you came to get this fight with Aaron here? Well, yeah, I started boxing from the age of 15 to 18. Boxing, just amateur boxing. Yep. Then I obviously dropped out of that, I had kids or whatever. Then I got back into it when I was 25, 24, obviously because uh, mixed martial arts have come out. MMA, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of older guys, and I'm thinking, oh, I can do this as a, little, as a boxing career, I didn't have no career because I started late, when I come back 25, I, didn't have, I was too old, and mm -hmm. it didn't take me serious because of my age, but when I was watching MMA, there's guys out there doing good, with an older age, so I thought, there's a career in there for me, mm -hmm. so I got back into boxing to just get my fitness back. Then I went to a local MMA gym and I realised it's a different ball game from boxing. Mm. <laughs> so obviously my plans got set back a bit. So I just focused on doing like a few semi-pro fights, MMA, boxing. When I was like 
say 28. I'm yeah. on my fitness from 25 to 28. So I do like semi-pro fights. Focus on my BJJ wrestling or whatever. Mm. So that's what I've been doing ever since, really. So just doing a few shows here and there. But the last, so say, say, say this from from this year, I thought I'd take it serious. So I've been doing a lot of shows, like semi-pro, boxing, etc. Yeah. And somehow, Bama got in contact with me from a couple of promoters that I fought on the show. They said they're looking for a fighter. So that's how they contacted me. They called me up and said, like, do you want to fight? I'm like, yeah, definitely. Told me you want fighting. Told me the opportunity. And I couldn't turn it down, really. So I said, yeah, I'll do that. Last minute, it doesn't matter to me. I'm mm. fit. I train every day. So, yeah, that's how I got the fight. And then, yeah, we're here now. So Yeah, for sure. So um, let's fill in a few of the gaps. So how old are you now? I'm 36. And... You were saying there that you have fought a few semi-pro fights. So yes. online, uh, on a few kind of websites on Tapology and Sherdog, your record is shown as zero uh, one amateur. But um, yes, have, have you had more? Yeah. yeah, but ha have you? You were saying you've had a few uh, semi-pro boxing fights. Um... Yeah, semi-pro. Semi-pro. That's my amateur. Semi-pro is just not record. It's only amateur on that record, isn't it? Right. But I'm a, a semi, I've had like, like five, six, about six semi fights. And what what was your record there? Um, I won, I lost, well, the last fight I had, I lost that. Mm. And that was a boxing one. A split, split decision. And I had a boxing match, two boxing matches about six months ago. Uh, that's a knockout, both of them. One's a stoppage, one was a knockout. Within one minute. Mm. So, so with, uh, with your with your kind of boxing background, then would you say that uh, you're kind of more of a stand up fighter and that you're you're probably more capable in that area of MMA? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a stand up fighter, but I do love my Brazilian jiu jitsu. So, yeah, that's what I've been focused on the last, for the last, That's what I've been focused on my BJJ for the last five years. That's mm. what I've been really doing. So, yeah, I am. I prefer stand up more. Because mm. I'm a pressure fighter. Like if you watch, if you've seen the any of my fights, whatever, you see I'm a pressure fighter. I like coming forward, throwing punches, wearing the guy out. I love my Muay Thai. Mm. So, but BJJ, yeah, that's that's just there for if I need it, really. To be honest, are you yeah, graded? Are you graded my... under any um any code? No, no, no. I do no gi BJJ. Okay. No gi. I don't really focus on gi. Just no gi. Um. With different various clubs. Yeah, I, I see you're a member of uh, a gym called Dog Clan MMA. Can you? Well, no, that's my that's my little camp of door. Because basically, I was when I first started training, I was in a uh, camp called Band Dogs, Band Dogs MMA. Mm -hmm. My trainer Jermaine Facey. So I used to work with him, and then that that's kind of split up. So was it like five years five years ago? He he stopped. That's when I first started um, my. Mixed martial arts, mm. band dogs, MMA, with Jermaine Facey, my trainer. Then the, the, he split up. That, 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 that club split up about five years ago. So then I thought, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing now. Because mm. I've learned a lot. So that's what I've been doing. This is, so that's what I've really, really been doing, training fighters or whatever. For the last five years, I've been training fighters. Well, not training, just giving them a bit of advice yeah. when they show, supporting them, showing them their diet. Nothing big. 
great stuff and obviously you said Bama came to you with this fight you couldn't possibly turn it down um yeah. what what do you know about Aaron have you seen uh, yeah no I mean uh, have you seen his previous fights have you seen him on Geordie Shaw like what, what do you make of him a briefly oh well as a fight as a fighter obviously he's not a fighter that's all I can say because if you win lose or draw he's not a fighter like, he's not he's not hard he's not in it to be a fighter is he that's one fight. He's not a fighter. You might win a fight, mm. or lose a fight, but you're not a fighter. Like it's not in your instincts. I've never really watched Judy Shaw because I'm too busy in the gym myself. But I have looked at a few, few of the programs, and yeah, he wouldn't be my best of friends in real life from what I see on TV. As for his fighting, like I said, it's only a few minutes. Mm. And his chin was out, up high, he's just swinging punches, like, as I told you, I'm tough. If you look at my YouTube videos where I'm tough, like, I'm tough. And I, I take shots all day long, so if he's going to come with that style with his head up, his chin up and that, that's not going to work. Like, so, yeah, I saw his fight, like I said, his chin was in the air, he's swinging in the air. I can't judge him as a fighter because it's only, it was only, it was a short fight mm. against guys that didn't really want to fight. That's my opinion. So it's not a fact, mm. but yeah, and but I'm tough, so you know. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be walking into his backyard in Newcastle. Do, do, you know, is that something? Have you fought in uh, rivals' kind of hometowns before? Is that something yeah, you're going to be used when to? When I normally fight, it's always I'm always away, guy, because I don't really focus on basically. Yeah, because I'm because I'm, I'm old now, I'm a journeyman, but I don't want to lose as a journeyman, so I don't want to lose no fights. So I'm used to traveling. It's not my problem. Not as, far as, not as far as Newcastle, for example, I'm from London, so I'll just drive to Southend or, mm. yeah, um, I, drive, I went to, my last fight was, oh, I can't remember the area, or up on the M4, so I normally drive and mm. fight, that's not a problem. Now, you're going to be the co-main event in your professional debut. You know, you know, this is a big stage. It was announced today you're also going to be on ITV4. You know, this is a really big deal. Is the kind of sense of the occasion. Uh, are you thinking about it at all? Not, not really, because obviously the opportunity-wise, yeah. Mm. The opportunity-wise, yeah. But, like I said, I'm a fighter, so... And I've been, I've been around fighters and around shows all my life, so... As for the fighting side, it's just it's never I'm gonna really think it's because it's it's, it's 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 instinct for me. We have got fighting's instinct for me uh, at the moment. So I don't even have to really think about my fighting style, what I'm gonna do on the night. Because mm. so, my style is, do you understand? As a pressure fight, just apply pressure. So as for the fight, I, I can't really. If I do think about the fight, then I haven't. Then I'm not ready to fight on the night. If that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. I have to think about what strategy I'm going to use as a pressure fighter. I'm not ready to fight anyone. If I have to think about, go through my technique in the changing room or whatever before a fight, I don't believe I'm ready as a, as a, pressure, as a pressure fighter. But as for the opportunity, yeah, whoa, like I, I can't lose really. Do you get what I'm saying? I mm. can't lose this opportunity. So that's why I look at it. 
but I never, I always get nervous on the night. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, the majority of people that I talk to do. Um, what, what is the deal that you've signed with Bama? Then is this just a single fight, or is it a multi-fight deal? This is a single fight at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what would you? What what do you kind of envision your future being? Like, do you want to continue to be a professional? Like, do you want to do you, do you want to make a run at this, or or is this just? Yeah, a... I think that's my aim. Like, mm. make a run of it, but also bring other fighters that I know that's having a hard time. Cause that's why I started back doing it. So help out fighters that are struggling to get through that door. Mm. They don't know about marketing. They, they can't talk to anyone. They don't know how to move forward. So that's why. That's my own goal, like, for the fighters that are around me. Not that much. I've got about 10 fighters around me at the moment. So, the, yeah, they're they, they motivating me in order to bring them through, mm. really. So that's my main motivation, like, watching them come through and train harder. And so that is my main opportunity, obviously, to get them in the, their foot in the door. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you think about this fight, or you, you were saying a minute ago, you don't want to think about it, but... If I ask you now, how does this one kind of play out? How, how do you see this one kind of ending? Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a pressure fighter. So I'm going to apply pressure. He can, he's, there's no way on earth he can he, he can hurt me. Like I said, if you see my... If you go on my YouTube videos and you see my videos where I'm taking, like... I do some crazy stuff with conditioning work. Mm. I know he can't hurt me. There's no way he can hurt me, like... So I'm a pressure fighter. So if I put pressure on him, wear him out... My aim is tire him out, whether it be on the floor, just tire him out, smother his shots, smother his face, and the ground, just tire him out, wear him down. Because I don't believe his fitness is going to be that great. It's just wearing him down. Like I said, I'm too tough for him. I know I'm too tough. But then it's a fire at the end of the day. I don't know what can happen. Mm. But my fitness is the best, like, from like, when I go to different gyms. So I know, like I said, I'm strong. Like, yeah, my last two fights, that's where Bama judged me from. My last mm. two fights, well, my last two fights, I just went in there, just, it's a learning, it was, it was, it was not professional, it's not, I didn't really care then, really, that was just, a, I'm just going out there to keep myself warm and active. So they judged me on my last two fights, and then when they, re- when they see my previous fights, that's when they changed their turn kind of thing. Mm. But, like I said, my last two fights, it was just, just to keep active, just to keep out there, keep busy. Well, yeah. that's what they charge me on. So, yeah, no, yeah. As long as I apply pressure, wear him down. That's wear him down. That's my aim. Just wear him down. Apply pressure. So, if he hurts me, then we can talk. But I don't think he would. So, you, you must be getting, I guess, very excited for this fight. It's in 11 days' time. Yeah, definitely, like... definitely, definitely. It's not just me. It's just people around me are getting excited. Like, I did the photo shoot with Bama. And I went there with my people. They they was getting excited. Like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, that's what, that's what makes me feel better. Like, when I see my people around me like proud or whatever mm. that's what makes me like oh it's actually happening like and just lastly yeah. is, is there any kind of message that uh you want to send to mr chalmers before this fight in 11 days but like i told him he, he can't hurt me like i know if he really, if he really thinks he can hurt me he's having a laugh that's what i can he can't hurt me like he cannot there's no way he can hurt me i can't be hurt i can't be hurt like, I don't feel pain, like, that doesn't come in my brain, there's no such thing as pain, like, like, that's all I can really say, there's no such thing as pain, pain does not come in my brain, like, that's all I can really say. 
Great stuff, Carl. I, I really appreciate your time, man. It's um, it's going to be a hell of a fight, at Bama Thirty Three. I think we're all looking forward to it. So I uh, appreciate it, and I'll see you in Newcastle. Boom! So there we have it. Another episode of the MMA Gym Podcast in the bag. As always, if you're still listening here. Congratulations, you made it all the way through the episode. Very impressed. Um, as always, I do love to get feedback from you guys. And if you do start sending me questions, if you guys really are listening to the end of this podcast and you fancy having a few of your own questions answered and fancy getting yourself a shout out on this, then uh, send me your questions on social media. We've got the at MMA Gym podcast uh, Twitter handle, but of course, you can also find me at MMA underscore gym. So if you have any questions and you want to do a mailbag sort of thing where I give you answers, answers or give you my opinions on things feel free to shoot me any feedback or questions you have there anyway thanks for listening i really uh, do appreciate the support and hopefully i'll be bringing you episode 20 next week